Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Well, you know, watching Donovan evolve as a player, um, there's obviously more there. He's hungry. You know, we've talked a lot about his efficiency. That was one of the really the best thing about tonight is he was efficient in so many ways. I, I thought he really didn't force himself on the game. He had opportunities to score and he took them. He found other people, but I, I, I thought he picked his spots. And, you know, he's capable of having those kind of nights. To do it on the amount of shots that he took says a lot about the reads he was making during the course of possession. And again, I, I think it starts in the backcourt, you know, where he's seen the floor as he's receiving the ball and that allows him to to read the floor and see where guys are and position the ball where where it needs to be and also to attack there's Quinn Snyder happy after the Jazz beat the Grizzlies 126-110 two wins in two nights and PK I guess that goes right to the heart of the issue as we all try to project what's happening in the regular season into the playoffs, which is hard to do because the level of competition is going to go up and the level of intensity is going to go up. But if you don't play at a high level now, hard to believe you'll play at a high level then. So a good sign, even if ultimately it still doesn't tell us everything we want to know right now. <laughs> wow. You took all that from one basketball game? And one, <laughs> and one well, not sentence, more paragraph from, from Quinn. But, yeah, I think that's what he's thinking in okay. so many words. In so many words. You said he was happy because he's happy. <laughs> All right, what did you take from that game? Other, I think the obvious yeah. thing was they, they closed it better and didn't let him back in the game. They had to win Friday on a jump ball. The game-winning jump ball, not a phrase you use a lot. A Saturday night's game. i got to harken back. That's a wild <laughs> You've watched now. a lot of basketball since then, haven't we all? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, that they, yeah, they, they played well. I mean, this is the way they win. Uh, Conley sits out. Uh, Ingles plays well. Mitchell plays well. Bogdanovich can't make a shot to save his life. Uh, this is a great formula they got going on. <laughs> Four starters and double figures and bogey with three points on one of seven shooting. Yeah. But that one felt good. Hit that three ball. I think, too, you got Memphis as a, as a young team and so they've got a level of inconsistency that they displayed all season. And you saw that. John Moran was sensational on Friday, and he struggled on Saturday. What does that mean when they play Wednesday? I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked at their schedule, so I don't know. If they, I'm sure they have a game between now and then. But you know, he's just, what, in his second year, is he not? So uh, this is what he has. He's going to mature. He's sort of uh, a smaller version of Mitchell. When Mitchell first came into the league, you know, sensational one point and struggling the next, and you got to find your groove. And the Jazz are in their groove, that's for sure. Memphis plays at Houston tonight, so neither team will be going back to back on Wednesday. Their schedules match up well. Yeah, I think it reminds me of that Jazz team from maybe five years ago, where you could see they were starting to get some of the pieces. They didn't have Mitchell yet. And they didn't make the playoffs, but the second half of the season, they played really well. And it's like, okay, you got some of the pieces. You're not quite there yet. And then they went and added a bunch of veterans in the offseason. And with the Grizzlies, you can see they've got some good players, and they have stretches they are pretty good. 
Uh, but not quite there yet. Bouncing around 500. Jazz turn their attention to the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. And another team that is uh, uh, struggling in the East. So go out and do your thing and take care of business. It shouldn't be a massive test, but you never know for sure. Cleveland 12 games under 500. But that's what we were saying about the Wizards, and they lost in Washington. So you never know. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Paul whips the pass out to Booker. A long straightaway three is short. Long rebound is back to Booker. Shoot another three. Why not? Shazam! Marquise Morris ahead for Kuzma to throw it down. Jamal Murray has it top of the key over to Nicole Jokic. Nuggets move it right to left. Up to Aaron Gordon in a two-handed slam dunk. Get ready to see a lot of that this season. CJ and the logo at midcourt down to 10 to shoot. Loosely defended by Boucher. Lasers by four. Crosses over. And again. Now he drives. Runs it up from the free throw line. It is good in the foul. And CJ McCollum will head to the line. Four of the five teams chasing the Jazz in the uh, Western Conference playoff race. All playing yesterday. All winning. Not a surprise that uh, the Nuggets blew out the Rockets 106-102. The Blazers beat the Raptors 122-117. PK, wait, 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 wait. They blew out the, Rock, the no, Rockets 106-102? 126-102. The Nuggets beat the Rockets okay. by 24. And the Blazers come from behind to beat the Raptors 122-117. They didn't have your favorite Blazer recipe going with the, uh, the two guards going off. They struggled a little bit. They actually had balanced scoring and found a way to win. Well, I think the big news here, rather than any individual game, is these teams have all made moves. And so it's energized them. You got Vogel expecting Drummond, who the Lakers have signed after he was bought out, to give the Lakers a big lift. Mm-hmm. And then you got Aaron Gordon sees no limits. Now, these are the top headlines in the ESPN thing on the right side. So these two teams added a couple of players. They're just, they're way excited in the Blazer to add Norman Powell and put him into the starting lineup and get back Yurkic. So now they're ready to go. So they got this momentum that they've sort of created. I don't know that it's been established yet, but they've created it through the acquisitions. And so now they're all excited. And uh, the Jazz ad, whatever that kid's name is, I already forgot his name. Uh, and he came Matt in. Thomas? Yeah, Matt, Matt Thomas. There you go. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to spend a whole lot of time memorizing his name. It should be easy to remember. But Twitter handles the Iceman, if that helps you. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to look at that. You guys look at Twitter and get back to me. If there's anything I need to know, you'll tell me. Uh, that, that these guys, these teams now are energized. We'll see what it means. Now, obviously, for the Lakers getting Anthony Davis and LeBron James back, and me could have energized them. <laughs> Because those guys are all that. So, but Drummond's you know big pickup, and and the, and they move uh, like I thought they moved Gordon right into the starting lineup for Denver and put Millsap off the bench, and Powell like I thought moved him into the starting lineup. So, adds a little juice to not the second half of the season because we're well past that, but the last 25, 28 games. Did you see Powell playing his old team? So predictable. He jumps some play, knows what's coming, and. 
He's probably done it in practice and goes down and gets a steal, goes down, throws down a dunk, and then turns and just glares at the Toronto bench. He jumped their court. team. That's like the cornerback on the route. We're going football was, terminology that's really, here. That's really All what he right. did. He jumped a route. Man. It was some handoff 30 feet from the hoop. He wow. jumped it. Man, that, that's it. I, Spring I'm football, not, it's got me going. I don't know what yeah, to tell I don't you. know that I'm in football mode now. I mean, you got me eyeball deep in basketball, and now we're <laughs> jumping routes. Uh, we were wondering last week if the Lakers had enough to uh, to win without their top two. And it's like, well, if they can't beat Cleveland and Orlando, it's going to be a long haul. And they lost four in a row. But they handled Cleveland by 14 and came from behind late to beat Orlando by three. So I guess the Lakers will be able to grind out a few wins here without their big two. Sure. Uh, some of the other moves, the Nets added LaMarcus Aldridge on a one-year veterans minimum deal after he's bought out by San Antonio. So see if he gets some wide-open shots playing along Durant or Harden or Irving or some combination of them. If a poised veteran can hit big shots in a big moment when he's open. Doesn't seem like they're going to ask him to do a lot. Will he do that? That move really didn't excite me at all. Does Drummond more, the Laker move? Well, he's a player, particularly for what they need. I mean, the Nets adding LaMarcus Aldridge. Here's another one of these guys who's just going to make millions but really had no bearing on winning throughout the entire length of his NBA career, but yet he's going to make millions to where it's going to be generational, changing health, wealth, and good for him that he was born 6'10 and whatnot. But it seems like he's just added uh, more icing to a cake that's already just covered in icing, whereas the Lakers, they, they needed that, and they got it. Austin Rivers waived by the Thunder, expected to sign with the Bucks. So one more of those moves that's supposed to generate a little energy. We'll see what it does. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The horn will sound and it's over. From afterthought to elite, the Oregon State Beavers are going to the Elite Eight. Oregon State 65, Loyola 58. The magical run for the Oregon State Beavers continues. With 3.2 seconds left, inbounds pass to Singleton. Singleton is going to dribble it out, and it is over. For the first time since 2008, the UCLA Bruins are in the Elite Eight. For just the third time in school history, and the first time in 20 years, USC is an elite basketball program, an elite eight program. USC, UCLA, Oregon State, three Pac-12 teams into regional finals with Gonzaga and also that's four of the eight from the West. A league and a region that's been an afterthought so many times, PK. Ah, the jaws out, the shoulders are back, the strut is on. Feeling good. For those programs, I mean, not the... Utah State ain't feeling good right now. They're in the West. I mean, those programs are feeling good. I just, I, I just disagree with you that that's a big deal. And I know it's a talking point, so it's not just you. But it's a big deal for those individual schools. That's all that matters. But how does that help Arizona with all the problems they've had and this looming coaching change has been looming over them for a couple of years now? I don't know if it's going to happen or not. You would think it's going to. It's got to happen at some point. Nobody coaches forever. But how does that help them, right? I don't think it does that much. I mean, financially, they're going to make some more money. That's always good. The more money you can make, it's good. Money 
Money rules, man, and people, I know that's uh, East Coast cynicism, but that's the way I look at it, because everything is money-driven, and one way or another, that's for sure, that's what I'll always believe that, if you don't want to believe that, that's your call, uh, so get more money, that could help, but good for these programs, uh, they're the ones that they did it, and they're the ones that should be ecstatic about it. I wouldn't have picked three Pac-12 teams to the Elite Eight, and if I had, I would have picked uh, USC, Oregon, and Colorado. I wouldn't have picked UCLA and Oregon State, and yet, nonetheless, here they are. Nonetheless, here they are. Oregon State is going to play Houston today at 5.15 for a trip to the Final Four. That's followed by Arkansas and Baylor. Those games are on CBS tonight. Is anybody else sick of looking at Wayne Tinkle's daughters? (laughs) There's, There's only so many cutaways to be taken out with limited people in the stands. Yeah, but they've been doing this for years. It's not. This is not new no, to this year. True. You're right. Mm-hmm. These two, the the daughters, and, and it's not like. Uh, do we find out is he going to uh, receive the death penalty or be set free here? I mean, it's a friggin' basketball game. My goodness, and I'm so sick and tired of hearing them. That's why or seeing them. That's why when they won, I, I tweeted out, "I'm ha- I'm happy for Wayne Tickle's family." It seems like man, these gals <laughs> just. Getting a lot of airtime. Driving me nuts. All right, the games tonight are on TV on CBS. They're on radio right here on The Zone. They will be on 1280 The Zone starting at 5 o'clock tonight. The Jazz and the Cavaliers with David Locke and Ron Boone will be on 97.5 The Zone. So Jazz on the FM, March Madness on the AM. The big college basketball news locally, Craig Smith, Utah State coach, three years qualifies for the tournament three times, and now he's been hired by Utah, who's only gone to the tournament three times in 15 years, and he wants to turn it around. He was pretty pretty definitive, PK. He's, he's open to playing in-state games. Not everybody every year, but playing in-state games. He wants to play big non-conference games because you got to beat the best to be the best, and you got to challenge yourself to improve, and the goal is to get to the tournament and win in the tournament, and that's for starting this year. He's putting himself on notice. Uh, is he going to be curing childhood cancer and puppies for everyone, too? He did not discuss puppies for everyone. <laughs> That's a follow-up question for the next press availability. <laughs> Coach, can everyone have puppies right after we go to the Sweet 16? Yes. And say whatever you want, because everybody says the same thing when they get hired. And I take the same approach to this. Let's give the man time. Let's give the lady time, whatever job they're getting, and let's see what they can do and, and go from there. So I'm excited for them. I think it was a pretty good hire. I believe that they should have had a coach who had Division One head coaching experience, and they got somebody who really wants it. Alex Jensen didn't really want it, obviously. That's why he didn't take it. And Bryant has never been a head coach. You, that's not the type of program Utah should be. They should have somebody who's been a head coach and doesn't need uh, time to acclimate, can hit the ground running because he's already done it for a good while. And that's exactly what they got. So is this going to be different than the previous three? Will this return the glory days to the hill? Lots of NCAA trips. Some NCAA wins along the way. Well, if he can get talent and keep talent, yes. I assume he's already diving into the transfer portal. Ooh, man, I hope it's not uh, shallow because that could hurt. 
Uh, it's like uh, 900 or 1,000 players deep or something. Yak will probably give us the number. Well, yeah, but you've got to have talent. It's yep. not about players. It's yeah, about it's talented right. players. Yeah, if you bring in average guys, you'll be right back where you were. Right. Indiana hired longtime NBA coach Mike Woodson as their new head coach. He's got a six-year deal. He played for Bob Knight at Indiana. He's a native of Indianapolis. So going to Bloomington, I don't know what it is, an hour and a half, two hours down the road, whatever it is. He's 63 years old, and he's there to re- restore the glory and get the alma mater back on track. Give him a definite maybe, too. No reason to hop off the definite maybe prediction bus now. Right. I, uh, I have to allow him. I, I take the same stance same every time someone is hired. That didn't overwhelm me, but how do I know that he's going to come in there and get a great staff and, and get the kids from that region and some others who want to go there and he knows how to get them to the NBA in the way that Herm Edwards knows how to get them to the NFL because they were both 63 when they got the job and and uh, who's to say that uh, he doesn't do a great job. seems to me that you're sort of rearranging the chairs a little bit here but here's your opportunity to see what you got man. Well, one thing they like to say in recruiting, all the kids want to go to the NBA, and as a longtime NBA coach, he says, I know what NBA coaches are looking for, so we'll see if that pitch works for him. You know what he's going to say. We'll see if it works. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. When our guys come back, and that's my job, I'm going to beat the up. <laughs> we're going back to basics, and we're going to have one hell of a training camp and know where we, what our foundation is. That's Bruce Arians, coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking him back to square one. Well, he can do whatever he wants and as far as the NFL. I mean, Zach Wilson, simply the throw. That's all I'm talking <laughs> about. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about in this little rundown sheet here, and you can have at it. But all I'm thinking about is the throw. Zach The Mona Lisa, left. the throw. Throwing it right across his body. Back to the middle of the field. 50 yards. Spot on. The throw. That's simply what it's now known. Every quarterback heretofore, henceforth, has got to measure himself against the throw. All you Cougar quarterbacks, go out and start working on that. Every single quarterback, not just – I'm talking about NFL prospects. Don't have to limit it to b I'm talking across the world. The throw. So Corner Canyon, Bingham, Lone Peak quarterbacks – Alabama, Clemson, <laughs> uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Brady, I don't care about your Super Bowls. Make the throw. Can you recreate the throw? 20 years from now, they're going to do that. Stockton recreated the shot. Kirk Gibson has recreated the home run trot many times over. And now, can Zach Wilson, was that not Zach Wilson, 20 years from now, yes. Will he be able to recreate the throw? Because that was the most sensational thing I've ever seen in my life. That's the best thing these eyes have ever seen. The throw. These it's eyes? the throw. Not the throw. The throw. <laughs> You're just picking up one stick after another. Ooh, I'll add this to Michael Legsman. The Niners shook up the NFL draft order. They traded up to the number three slot, which is essentially the number one slot because now Trevor Lawrence is the... Got a unanimous... Prediction here. He'll go number one. Mm, Not so sure about that. And now, Zach Wilson will go number two. All the mock drafts have him slotted in at two now. NFL, uh, NFL NFL.com, 
CBS, ESPN, Fox, Pro Football Focus. Everybody's got him plugged in at two. No, he's going number one because Urban Meyer is going to grab the team down south quarterback who made the throw. I wish that would happen. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. First off, to have that happen. And then second, in his first media availability for Urban to look into a computer and say, he really impressed me at the team down south. If he did that, <laughs> Urban, please. We have a whole show written oh, for a please, week. Please, Urban, you won't do it. I'm not doing it. That, that was just bogus to get you Ute fans. You bought into it. He gave you a heck of a ride, but he was never one of you. 22-2 and two and moving on. Uh, multiple reports over the weekend. The NFL is set to announce a 17-game regular season schedule this weekend. Multiple players responding negatively to it. Saints running back Alvin Kamara described the schedule expansion as bleep dumb as hell. Well, they'll get paid for it, I suppose. So there's that. Of course, another game of all those collisions. A 17th. I guess this is the line they don't want to cross, PK. The 17th game. But apparently they're going to have no choice because the union signed off on it uh, a year ago, a little more than a year ago. So it's coming. Expected to drop a preseason game. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Feel really good about spring. I thought we took advantage of all the 15 practices and really got the a lot of good work in today. Had some really good focus on our stuff yesterday. And then um, I think this was a really good week for us. Uh, looking forward to taking the next step forward and making sure that we keep our, our leadership thriving and, and keep our, our team culture going. So uh, knowing what we have talent-wise on our team currently and then what else we're adding, I think is going to be um, really cool to, to get that transition going and having everybody be ready to roll. All right, there's Kalani Sataki, all sorts of upbeat after spring football comes to a conclusion. Bring on the Pac-12, PK, Arizona, Utah, and ASU to open the season. Three Pac-12 games right out of the gate. I'm ready. Uh, He's pumped uh, up. Can we fast forward? No, uh, I'm not can't. ready. No, I mean, it'll come in time. I'm, whenever it comes, I'll be ready then. But uh, that's a great schedule. That's, uh, they should be playing as many Pac-12 teams as possible. We've said it a thousand times. Well, they got three of them, and then they've got the, uh, I think that's South Florida, but then uh, a couple of big Mountain West games, too. So all that to look should, forward to coming up. I think half of their schedule should always be three Pac-12, three Mountain West. And if they can schedule more of those, then have at it. And Jaron Hall, if he's healthy, will start a quarterback. That's been my thing. I'm going to stick with it. No coach has told me that. That's my own personal opinion. That's what I think. Howard Schnellenberger, who led Miami to its first national title in the process, turned the once-floundering football program into a dynasty, died on Saturday at the age of 87. Trailblazing coach, PK. Yeah. DJ PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Mad Bum will be the opening day starter for the Diamondbacks. Arizona's going to give the ball to Madison Bumgardner. Signed a five-year deal, $85 million. Uh, went 1-4 and four with a 6.48 ERA last season. That didn't go so well. Is this the end of the road for him, or we're writing it off as a bizarre season and some people flourished and some struggled and it was 60 games? And Don't judge him. Oh, I don't think he's half of what he was. He's only getting it because Zach Gallon 
their ace is in, injured, so I'm sure you've never heard of him, but he's a guy they picked up from uh, Miami, and he picked very well last season, but right now he's got some arm issues, so he's he's sidelined, so they got to have somebody take the ball. Arizona opening up Thursday in San Diego. DJ and PK, what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Utah football availability. Kyle Whittingham's going to speak. The running backs are going to speak. We're going to hear from them coming up at 8 o'clock. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock to talk regional finals. And the Jazz. Now building another little winning streak here and getting on a little bit of a roll. We'll talk with Steve coming up at 9.05. Your reaction to the Utes basketball hire, that is next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Howard Beck, Sports Illustrated. The Jazz have the Grizzlies three times in six nights. You get the chance to really get to know an opponent just like you do in a playoff series and you scout them more. During a normal regular season, you're not tailoring your strategies to your opponent. It's not until the playoffs usually that you really seriously game plan based on who you're facing. Three games out of four, I would imagine, Quinn Snyder and his staff are actually digging into it a little bit more. It's also a team that conceivably the Jazz could be facing in a 1-8 matchup. That'll make things interesting. A little bit more of a chess match, perhaps. I mean, I knew this season, obviously, they're getting teams to play twice in a row quite often but three times in four games that's wild catch the big show weekdays from two to seven presented by big o tires the team you trust on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network hot takes toast brought to you by jerry signer cadillac at jerry signer cadillac you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve stop by and test drive one today question of the morning you fans do you like the craig smith hire the Utes hire the Aggies basketball coach to get them to the NCAA tournament. And basically, we got a huge shrug from the fan base on, uh, on Facebook, PK. Really? Yep. Margaret, it's a wait and see. I'm not thrilled. I hope I'm wrong. Thrilled? Not thrilled. I could see that you wouldn't be thrilled, but I, I, to, to me, it's not, a, uh, it's not a boring hire. Tracy says it seems like a safe choice, but he's not exciting an apathetic fan base. A good coach who can hopefully convince kids to come here and stay. Losing Batten and now Timmy Allen, we're in rebuilding mode again. Well, yeah. I don't know that you've lost uh, Allen completely. Uh, remains to be seen. Guys have uh, withdrawn their names or have returned to their original program that they were perceived to be leaving when they entered their name in there. Uh, to me, it was natural that Allen would do that, uh, where he is in his basketball life, uh, going into uh, his senior year, th- that would make sense with a coaching change. I-, I thought that his name going in there was one of the more obvious names to be put in there throughout the country. Now, uh, Craig Smith has an opportunity to re-recruit him, basically. And and Craig Smith has a lot, a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of charisma, and he's three for three in NCAA tournaments. It's it's crazy that the team that has been in the Mountain West, back to when Utah was there, and even BYU when they were there, it's they both of those teams have left and joined new conferences, but they had greater success getting to the NCAA tournament out of the Mountain West, and it's the same thing with Utah State. So all three programs, when they're in the Mountain West, 
flourished so far. That's their best chance yeah. to get in the NCAA tournament. That's sort of crazy on that, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, way, is, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the track record coming from the Mountain West, <clears throat> and it's not. It's not a, a BCS slash Power 5 football conference, and it doesn't have the mega TV package. It's gotten better over time, and this is, I think, what they have right now is probably the best they've ever had as far as exposure and all that. And yet it doesn't matter whether it's this deal or even when they were stuck playing on the mountain, their ability to get these, our teams, into the tournament. And it, you go to these other leagues, and it just doesn't translate. Now, maybe it will going forward. Maybe we don't have a big enough sample size, but the Mountain West has been the best launching pad. Yeah, uh, I was I thinking understand. more like one or two coaches, you know? So, well, 10 years. The second coach for BYU is two for two. You know, was Rose at a point in his career that it was partly him also? I mean, I, I think we all expected him to cash in on Jimmer in a way they just weren't able to. You know? Oh, now they got to figure. Now they're going to get better kids. No, they're not. It's going to it's going to be just pretty much what it was. Actually, slipped a little bit. But the new coach is two for two. So, are we going to think something different when we get a bigger sample size of his career? Is he going to go five for five or four for five? Oh, sure. Okay, you can make that as as a distinction because then he'd be on a kind of Cleveland Rose Mountain West kind of. You know, did Cleveland go three times in four years? I'd have to look it up. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And Rose won, I think, four in a row. Oh yeah, he had it. He had it going on. That's for sure. Yeah, in the Mountain West. Uh, and then it's and then it slipped, and so now Craig Smith obviously is making this jump from Mountain West to Pac-12, and expectations increase because there's absolutely no reason that if Oregon State is going to the Elite Eight, that the University of Utah cannot go to the tournament. Zero reason. <laughs> I can't come up with any reasons. None. Not one. If Oregon if State's in the Elite Eight, could you just yeah. get in the 68? Is that asking too right. much? No, it's not. It, it absolutely is not. And Mark Harlan and Craig Smith and everybody associated with the program, they would agree 100%. I think they would. History, that, tradition, uh, facilities, yeah. it's all there. Right. Oh, fan base, rabid fan base, mm-hmm. uh, every, everything you need. And, you know, weather. But I, I just don't think kids really care about weather. Because you're practicing all that time anyway. Uh, and then when you're done with the season, the weather gets better. So so I don't, I don't know that that really makes a big, big difference. And so now it's Craig Smith's charge to go ahead and get that thing done. I'm surprised that the fan base wouldn't be excited. I, I think it's a little bit maybe they're embarrassed we had to go to Utah State. We never go to Utah State to do that. I mean, and when you look around, you go from UVU to BYU, that's natural. Yeah, you went from you Ball State from to Weber. Utah. What's the difference? Mm. Uh, because it's Utah State. Uh, you don't care about Ball State. You don't know anything about Ball State. Uh, you don't normally go to Utah State. You go from Utah to Utah State. You go from Weber to Utah State, but you don't go from Utah State to Utah. That just doesn't happen. we got uh, more people chiming in here. Uh, Shane uh, went at Margaret for the wait and see, not thrilled, bouncing back with, well, who exactly would you have hired? They got an excellent coach who is a master motivator. So Shane's on board. Shane's leading the parade. 
Okay. I can I can buy that. McKay says, as an Aggie fan, I'm sad to see Craig go. Hopefully, we can find someone just as good to replace him. Well, yeah, if you're a Utah State fan, this sucks. But it's your way of the world. This is where you belong. Guys get good at that program. They leave. The athletic directors, football coaches, basketball coaches. He's not the first. He's not going to be the last. That's just your spot in the world. You know, maybe you 60- can get somebody like a Stu Morrill who has a – he's sort of at the end and he has a hometown yes. connection or a home state connection anyway. Hire an older coach who thinks the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence and likes where he is. And it certainly worked for San Diego State and Rocky Long in football. So those coaches are out there, and they can come in, and they can win, and they can get you fired up. But you don't have as much money as the five leagues that are cashing in big time on football. And so they are going to go to the Mountain West Conference, and they are going to hire coaches, and they are going to hire ADs, and they're going to do it over and over. As you were saying in the last segment, money talks. And money like that yells. Money screams at all times. I believe most folks, their motivation is money, even if they couch it in another way. It's still money. <laughs> because they're trying, to, they're trying to create an image to get more money. That's the, and, and you protect your money at all costs. And you can't begrudge people have a chance to double and triple their salary, the chance to go double and triple their salary. So... I don't think anybody does. Yep. No. So Craig Smith, a good hire. Hit us up on Facebook, David DJ James, or on Twitter at David DJ James, on Facebook at DJ and PK. Scott says, oh, the last guy was supposed to be ready for NBA jobs, and we see how that turned out. We'll see, but it could just be that Majerus was special. Well, he was. He was special, but he wasn't the first guy who had a ton of success at Utah. Okay. Why can't another? But I agree. Why can't another? That doesn't take. That doesn't add or subtract what uh, Majerus did. Brilliant man. Brilliant. Just absolutely. I think that's part of the reason he was uh, somewhat socially awkward is because his intelligence level was just un- unbelievable. off the charts. It really was. He was uh, his. He was to me somewhat a form of a genius. Not just in basketball, I'm talking his mind, having been around him for 10 years virtually on a day-to-day basis uh, during the basketball season. His mind was just, he was so smart. There was, there was no doubt about it, absolutely. Now, who's to say Craig Smith can't do it to that level? I'm not going to rule it out. I, I never put barriers on anybody, good or bad, when they're hired. And when I look at it, when you ask Mark Harlan – you know, who were you going to hire or ask the fan base? If not Craig Smith, then who? Uh, because if I look at it, I can argue very much so that the last three coaches, uh, Ray and, and Boylan and Larry, that he has as much or more credentials than any of those three. Well, Majerus is a little different story because Majerus actually won in the NCAA tournament. 
I think Larry might have had some success there too. He did in Mon- at uh, in Montana. They actually won in the Huntsman Center. Yeah, and Larry seemed like at the time a really good hire too. Well, I, thought, I, think, I thought it was. I think that you can break. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I I think there were a lot of reasons that people were excited when Larry was hired, including us. And I think that, like Dave Rose, you need to look at the 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 time at that job, Dave's time at BYU and Larry's time at Utah, in two chunks. And if you look at the first five yearish chunk, it was it was what you wanted. Larry came in, there was nobody in the program. Year one had to be year zero because the transfer window wasn't a thing and he just had to wait to recruit. And he built it up. Every year was better than the next. And he got to the Sweet 16. Then he backed up the Sweet 16 with a trip to the second round. That second round game, the loss to Gonzaga, turned out to be a huge pivot point. And they never, the next five years, they never got anywhere near that. But the first five, the way he built it up from nothing into Sweet 16, that was what he was hired for. That was spot on everything everybody wanted. That the the whole trend, it was great. All right, but that's over now. I know. And Will Rose, the first five years, again, build it up, go to the tournament year after year, win a game, go to the Sweet 16. Awesome. But then the last four or five years weren't like that. Okay. So now what happens now? Uh, Chris says, good hire. It will keep Utah from being relevant anytime soon. Oh, a rival taking a shot. So what is that? That's a BYU fan? or I assume so. Because I don't think an Aggie fan would crack on Craig Smith like that after three trips to the attorney. So I'm going to assume BYU fan. West Jordan went to Jordan High from Sandy, Utah. From your religious neighborhood in Sandy, PK. All right, DJ and PK, you can hit us up. More of your reaction coming up. Kyle Whittingham, Utah football coach. His Monday availability. The running backs are speaking today. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. Stay with us. This segment brought to you by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. PK, you saw a uh, quote from Doc Rivers over the weekend, and it got you thinking, didn't it? Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. He said the Clippers and Lakers are the team to beat in the West. Glenn. If you've been on our Facebook page, PK put this up, add Doc Rivers, who said the Clippers and Lakers are the teams to beat in the West, to the list of those doubting us. What's with these people? They're doubting DJ and PK. They should. You don't have three-point range, and my knee could explode at any second. So could my heart. (laughs) Your heart is full. My heart is crushed, especially on Monday mornings. But, uh, yeah, I think this is blatant disrespect. The Clippers? The Clippers. What the crap have the Clippers ever done? He doesn't want to dump on the Clippers. We don't have to include them. And the Clippers haven't done anything, but Kawhi Leonard has. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it really made a big difference last year as they blew a 3-1 lead. They should have put them. They're energized because they got Rajon Rondo. All the rivals made a move. A significant move. And the Jazz added some, what's that guy's name again? Matt Thomas. Yes. 
Now, I'm not saying they should have made a move by any stretch because they got a good thing going on. Uh, but, but the Clippers, I, I think, I think he went out of his way to put the Jazz in their place. He wanted to slap him down. Why have the Jazz irritated Doc Rivers? I don't get it. I think it was blatant disrespect that you wouldn't put them in there. If you want to put the Clippers in there, then you got to put the Jazz in there. If you want to put the Lakers in and keep it at the Lakers level, okay, I'm fine with that. But if you want to put the Clippers in, then it's got to be the Jazz too. Teresa says, I love it. More reason for the Jazz to quietly keep moving ahead of all the other teams, getting the kinks in the offense and defense worked out. More reasons to give our team motivation to show the unbelievers who the Jazz are and how much heart the players have. A non-believer. An unbeliever. You're an unbeliever. (laughs) You're unbelievable. I mean, come on. The Clippers... Clippers don't deserve any more respect than they're getting. Don says, respect, let's win a championship, and then hear their excuses. That'll shut them all up. That's a great thing about it, man. They have an opportunity to do shut everyone up, and nobody can say a thing. That's exciting. Jonathan understands it. He says, well... No significant playoff experience yet, i.e. conference semis or beyond. They've been to the conference semis the second round a couple times, and they've gone, uh, what, one and eight? It was one and four and one and five, right? Warriors and Rockets made short work of them. All right, we got to take a break right now to get back for the always prompt Kyle Whittingham. Coming up at 8 o'clock or possibly 7 59 27. So Yak says break now, and we'll be back with Kyle Whittingham. Stay with us.